everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to make this quick announcement before we get to today's podcast episode. Uh, I just wanted to remind all of you listeners out there that I am hosting the masterclass, Empowered Discipline, Implementing Consequences Without Guilt. Um, This is happening June 3rd at 7 p.m. Central Time. So you can check your time zone um, for the correct time. It will be recorded, so if you cannot make the uh, live class, you will get the recording when you register. So in this class, you will learn how to address conflict in meaningful ways, how to implement effective consequences without guilt that uh, teach your child how to take responsibility. So get registered today. Um, you can go get registered by going to tripleimpact.co slash masterclass. They are hosting uh, the class. So that's tripleimpact.co slash masterclass. You can also go to my Instagram at Diane underscore Sorensen underscore. That's D-I-A-N-E underscore S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N underscore. And in my bio are all of my links, including the masterclass, um, all my free resources, and uh, all of my information. So um, I will also put these links in the show notes. All right, so let's get to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. And today we're talking about two emotions, happy and mad. These are the two emotions that I uh, had most of my life. And I didn't feel them. I acted them out. So I was taught unknowingly, unwittingly, um, by my significant caregivers, by society, as I think most of us probably were, but I'll just talk for myself, to suppress all emotions except for happy. Just be happy, right? And we even say this about our own care. Why can't they just be happy? That is a feeling we're all chasing. So that feeling was acceptable. So you're supposed to be happy. The other emotion, though, that would come up on the flip side of that is angry or mad. So I would be this happy, bubbly, you know, positive, positive, because that was the image I was putting on. That's what I wanted people to see. 
But when my sense of inadequacy and not enoughness got poked, I would flip and I would be mad. So I acted out happy and I acted out mad. When I felt I could, I every, you know, when, when I was able to act out happy, everybody knew I was happy. When I got triggered, though, and I was mad, everybody knew in my environment that I was mad. It was this um, sweet kind of image, positive image, that, but was also, it was kind of like, but if you cross me, I will let you know in no uncertain terms. It was kind of this, um, I covered that with, I'm, I'm uh, small in stature <laughs> and size. And um, so I'm, I'm 5'1 and, um, you know, I've been pretty small all my life. So, um, <laughs> and yes, I played small as well, but... So I would always say I am small but mighty. Um, And that really was just an image or a front. It's kind of a manipulation that said, you need to treat me a certain way because if you don't, I will come at you. (laughs) Um, And not physically, but verbally. Um, So that was my way of getting along in the world. And that is how I showed up in all my relationships. That was the only way I knew how to be at that point. Um, Because here's why. We disconnect from our feelings, our emotions. We were taught that... Emotions are uncomfortable. Emotions are, um, they're, they're uncomfortable, so keep them to yourself. Don't let anybody see them. Or that they're rude. Or that it's just wrong to express emotion. And so I think that message of, don't be expressing your emotions here, left us with the message of don't express yourself. And our emotions are our most intimate expression of ourselves. And so when we're told or when we receive the message to hide away our emotions, we also hide away our self, our true self. So we, we create this wall. We wall off our emotions because we were told, we, were, we learned they weren't okay. They were bad um, in some way. They, they don't have them. So we we wall off our emotions. We do whatever it is we need to do 
to um, not feel the discomfort that starts to rise. Because when we uh, suppress or ignore our emotions, they don't just go away. They morph into bigger emotions like anxiety, depression. And we do whatever we can to try and keep that discomfort at bay. And we do it unconsciously, but nonetheless, we do it. We eat our emotions away. We over-exercise our emotions away. We try to educate our emotions away. Um, And I'm in no way diminishing education um, or, you know, we we need education. Just as we need to eat and we need to exercise, um, I'm not diminishing those, but when we do it to prove ourselves and hiding behind degrees, be hiding behind job titles, hiding behind this, you know, physique, this this um, that we've that we've overexercised and, and sculpted our body into, when we hide behind um a thin body because we are not eating and then secretively we, you know, gorge ourselves. Those, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we hide behind these things. We hide our true self. Because somewhere along the line, our true self was rejected by our most significant caregivers, unknowingly and unwittingly. And followed up by societal expectation. You know, our parents were, were just doing their best too. Trying to fit into a society that says, be this way. And your children should be this way. So this is not a blame on anybody, actually. Not our parents, not society. Because actually, blame is part of the problem. We live in this blame culture and it keeps us in the problem and it keeps us a victim um, to the problem. So this is not about blame. We were unconsciously taught to disconnect from our emotions. And our emotions, like I said, are the most intimate expression of ourselves. So essentially, we have been conditioned to disconnect from ourselves. We wall off our emotions, we wall off ourselves, and we create a false self. We create an image. We put on these social masks. That's the false self. We create an image around our true self or so that our true self won't be seen. I know that now, when I look back on my life, I can so clearly see. And the ache inside, I believe, is the feeling of not enough. And not enough is there because we believe we're not enough to be fully seen. So I learned through my journey that my core desired feeling, the feeling that was most important to me, was authenticity. 
And I would have never known that, but I was in a coaching program where we did a series of exercises that brought out to us um, how we really yearn to feel. And for me, that was authenticity, which now makes so much sense because I was so far away from authenticity. I had built a wall. I'd built an image. And so my work now is bringing down that wall and being seen more authentically. And rather than think I'm supposed to be this way or that way, I'm just being. I'm just coming here and I'm just speaking my truth. And I think in order to get back to ourselves, we need to raise our emotional awareness. And as we learn ourselves, we teach our children. And that is how we change this generational pattern of not being seen and heard for who we truly are and suppressing emotions. You know, we did that generations before because who knew? Who knew emotions were so important? We do now know through research, through neuroscience, through theorists, that through psychology, that our emotions are intrinsically part of us and are super important. Because here's the other thing. When we disconnect from ourself, our true self, we also disconnect from others. We may be around others, but we're not truly connecting. And connection is the willingness to bring down that wall and allow ourselves to be seen for who we truly are. And the other person also having that willingness. And this doesn't come with just whew, bringing down the wall and now I'm this way. I, you know, it, it, that would be super terrifying. This comes in tiny shifts. When you release your true self from hiding, you feel free. And this comes in tiny steps along the way and learning all those false beliefs. Because I know when I first started this journey 13 years ago, I had no idea you know, this whole true self, false self, authentic self. I had no idea what that was. I remember hearing about um, the false self and authentic self from the Dr. Phil show that I was watching. And he was talking about that. And I thought, what is he talking about? Like, I have more than one self? I don't get it. Um, so just learning and becoming more aware of messages that we've gotten along the way 
um, and the learning about emotional awareness. And it doesn't have to take you 13 years. <laughs> that was just my journey. I think today we have so much more um, at our disposal um, that doesn't have to take that long. Like amazing coaching um, programs that weren't available. Um, you know, when I um, was a young parent. So I think today, um, I mean, and it is a, it is a life journey. Do not get me wrong. This is not something you can do in just six months. However, you can get the strategies and the tools and the practice and the accountability and the support you do need in six months or nine months or, you know, whatever, the program is offering. Um, and I'm just, I'll speak for my program and the programs that I've been through. Um, and I've been through six months, nine month programs, 10 month programs. And so you receive the tools and strategies that you need. And then you repeat, you rinse and repeat, you rinse and repeat. I also remember... Um, when I first started becoming aware of, of learning about emotional awareness and it was about feeling emotion because now, like I said, I had two emotions, happy and mad, and I didn't feel them. I acted them out. I was them. I became them. I didn't feel them. And so I remember learning about, you know, of course, we all know how to label feelings, Right but we really aren't feeling them. Um, and we all, th this is the thing too, that um, really uh, enticed me to go deeper into emotional awareness was because as a teacher, you know, I, we were educated to um, let children know that emotions were okay and to label emotions. But what I was finding when I really became aware was we were telling them that emotions were okay. Like, oh, it's okay to be angry. But that is not the message we were acting out to them. Because it really, it was okay to, what we were really saying, it's okay to feel anger, but keep it to yourself. And suppress it was really the message. And so I remember um, being asked, or I, I was doing an exercise of where, you know, you identify how you feel and then where you feel it in your body. And I was just like, what? Where do I feel it in my body? What kind of talk is that? I just thought that was crazy. Um, and it dawned on me, wow, I know how to label feelings but I don't know how to feel them. So that, it is those shifts, those small shifts that over time make a huge impact. So it doesn't matter where you start. It just matters that you start discovering yourself somewhere, discovering your feelings. 
Maybe you read a book. Maybe you listen to a podcast. <laughs> Maybe you take a course. Do something to get you closer to understanding what your true self is and how to feel emotions rather than eat them away, exercise them away, drink them away, whatever away, shop them away. And maybe you've read all the books, maybe you've done the courses, maybe you've, you know, learned all that stuff and are just like, but I mean, when you really try to put it into your life, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because you need support. We aren't meant to do this by yourself. You need somebody who can um, objectively see what you can't see and call you out on it and hold you accountable for taking action because action is where the magic is. And my coach has uh, always says this. Um, she talks about um, taking in, reading all the books. You know, it's kind of like self-development entertainment. We love to read the books, and I was there too, and reading all the books. Um, and it, And that is helpful. That is the first part of the journey because that helps you begin to start understanding and making sense of some of the things that are happening in your life and making sense out of why I might act this way and understanding that you are not alone. But if you are ready to actually feel the way you want to feel in your life and have the relationships with your partner, with your children that you really want to have and really feel connected in your life and to the people you love, then you are ready to get support and take action, whether it's my program or somebody else's. Take action. Invest in yourself. Because when you, what I, what I, how I see this is, it is an exchange of energy. And if the exchange of energy is a very low exchange, say it's a $27 program you're taking, then the energy you put into that is going to be a $27 energy, right? So when the discomfort comes up, it's really easy to go, eh, I don't have time for this. Saying I don't have time, saying I don't have the money, saying I you know, can't afford it, um, I, my partner's not on board. Those are all of our resistance. There's more underneath that, that we are 
afraid to face. So I want to take a stand for you. And when we put um, a bigger energetic energy investment into a program, it means you are going to show up with the energy and do whatever it takes to get results because you've invested in this. And that is what I want for you. I want you to have results. So if you're ready to have results, you're ready to take action, get on the phone with me and let's see if you are the right fit for the beauty and behavior community and the beauty and behavior family. Because if you're not, I'm going to tell you that too. And we will know energetically on the phone if it's a right fit or not. Because not everybody is the right fit for each other. And that's okay. So go to my website, diannesorensen.net, get on my calendar, and let's talk. Let's get you results. All right, have a great week, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at diannesorensen.net and get on my calendar to see if the Beauty and Behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.